welcome to the Inclusion Podcast. I'm Dr. Julie Costin, and this is part two of an episode called The Heart Set of Back to School, where I'm talking about heart set practices, ways to set your mind and attitude to prepare for a lovely, lovely, lovely year back in school. So I, on the previous podcast, I shared two heart set practices, and they are I am grateful for you is the first one. And the second one is I see your strengths. And we were talking about applying both gratitude and seeing strengths for both students and other staff. Nothing makes me happier than back to school time, like nothing at all. In fact, sometimes when I go to Target and I'm in the back to school section, I will tear up and it is the strangest response. I have no idea why I have it. But I literally, my eyes fill with tears when I see all those notebooks that just like all the potential, I think, all the potential in that school year. So I just wanted to tell you that I'm so excited to be talking about back to school heart set. And the last time we spoke, I kind of defined this idea of a heart set as a spiritual attitude, a collection of beliefs like a wide open heart filled with love and compassion. And that's my goal for us as educators as we start this school year, setting our heart set with these practices. So the big gratitude practice was number one. I see your strengths was number two. And now in this podcast, I'm going to talk about three new heart set practices to get you ready. So I can't wait to jump in. Welcome back. I hope no matter if it's your first day of school, your third day, your 10th day, you're in the middle of the school, getting your heart set practices right will really help you to create the conditions where kids can learn and belong and be included. So the third heart set practice that I'm going to be talking about on this podcast is called I Will Clear a Path for You. And to illustrate this point, I'm using the cartoon by Dr. Michael G. Greco, who is a friend of mine and colleague who writes these incredibly great cartoons. If you've not seen them before, just Google Michael G. Greco. I'll spell it because it's tricky. G-I-A-N-G-R-E-C-O. He's done all these cartoons about the absurdities and realities in special education. But this particular one I'm going to describe to you because it's really worth understanding. So in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a boy who uses a wheelchair, and then you'll see a custodian who's shoveling a bunch of stairs, and it's clearly the front of a school building. There are other kids, too, standing right by the student who uses a wheelchair. And the cartoon starts out by the student in the wheelchair saying, hey, could you please shovel the ramp? And the custodian says, well, all these other kids are waiting to use the stairs, When I get through shoveling them off, then I will clear the ramp for you. And then the boy says, but if you shovel the ramp, we can all get in. I love this cartoon because it is the picture of inclusive education in my mind. When we design instruction for students who are outliers or students who have disabilities or students as Shelley Moore talks about the outside pins in terms of bowling, right? Those students, when we design instruction for them, then we end up creating instruction that's better for everyone. So what would it look like if we design schools and instruction with this heart set in mind, which is I will clear the path for you. 
Too often I get in conversations slash conflicts with educators about, you know, is it fair to make changes to this exam? Is it fair to give these modifications and adaptations? And I end up having to explain to folks that special education is about leveling the playing field for students with disabilities. And so what the goal is here is to clear the path or level the playing field for students. So I'm just gonna ask you to think about what that means from your perspective. If you're an administrator, what does it look like to clear the path for students who struggle? What does it look like to level the playing field for students who struggle? What does it look like to clear the path for staff that are struggling? What does it look like to clear the path for those that need extra support? If you're a teacher, what does this look like? So I'm just going to pause for a minute and ask you to think about ideas. I'm just going to use a couple ideas from folks that I've been working with recently. And when asked this question, some answers are, we're going to rethink our service delivery altogether. We're going to create a seamless service delivery. We're going to make sure services come to students instead of students to services. Someone else said, we're going to get rid of some segregated spaces. I'm going to shut down the emotional behavioral room. Someone else says, I'm going to end that pull-out instruction that, we're, that we rely too heavily on. And someone else said, I'm going to rethink homework because essentially homework punishes students who don't have families at home that are providing that kind of support, as we well know. So the first three heart set practices are, I am grateful for you, I see your strengths, and I will clear a path for you. The fourth heart set practice that I want to talk about comes from the work of Josh Shipp, who I've recently gotten a chance to see his TED Talk, and then I just saw him present in Wisconsin this last, I guess, two weeks ago. And he has this concept and idea about students who have big challenges in their lives. And he likens it to a roller coaster. So I'm going to just ask you to think for a minute about the last time that you got into a roller coaster. It might have been when you were younger or any kind of a scary ride that had some element of danger in it. What we often do, what's the first thing we often do? I'm doing it with my hands. It's really to push against that safety bar. Sometimes the bar comes over our shoulders. Sometimes it's a lap bar. But essentially our first step is usually to, to push on that. And I want you to stop and think for a minute, why do we push on it? We push on it to double check, to make sure, to see if it will hold, to see if we can trust it. We don't push on it because we're angry at it. We don't push on it because we don't like it. We don't push on it because we have something against the bar itself. We push on it because we are making sure that that thing can hold. And Josh Shipp really uses this analogy beautifully when he talks about the concept of a roller coaster and students whose lives have literally been roller coasters, who have had terrible ups, terrible downs, who have nearly been thrown out of the roller coaster, right? And now think about if you got on that roller coaster and you had been nearly thrown from a roller coaster at some point. Man, would you double check that that could hold, right? You double check that bar, triple check it. You'd probably be terrified. And now I want you to picture your students. The fourth heart set practice that we're talking about is I can hold. 
we have to figure out how to hold for our students. And so when you think about the safety bar analogy, they behave and act in ways that push against us to double check to see that we can hold. So I'm just going to ask you a question. What does it look like to act and behave in a way that says to students, I will hold for you? Also, I want you to think about what does it look like to act and behave for our colleagues in ways that say, I will hold for you. I'm just going to ask you to take a minute and jot that down. Okay, hopefully you came up with a lot of good ideas, but essentially the concept I will hold for you to me says, I am here for you. I will be here for you. I am steady here. You can be safe with me. Uh, I think about our discipline policies and ideas. What would it look like to create ones that say, I will hold for you. I am right here beside you. I will support you. Also, if you think about that safety bar concept of a roller coaster, you know, what would it be like to be that person for someone, for a student? So I want you to think about a student whose life is the most like a roller coaster that you know, and then also think about the fact that you might not know what kind of roller coaster kids have in their own lives, right? So the I can hold is the fourth heart set practice. And the last heart set practice that I want to talk about today is make learning outrageously fun. And typically I show a little video here that you can easily Google, and it's basically piano stairs, right? So I have a little video of these people who, they were in a subway station, and what they did is they watched and took data on how many people used the escalator. And as you well know, you know, many of us who are carrying bags and books and things like that, when we're going places, the escalator is a lot easier than the stairs for us. So we choose to use the stairs. But then these people changed the stairs and turned them into an actual piano, a working piano, so that as you stepped on each stair, it made, the, it made a different note. And then they watched what happened in terms of human behavior. This concept is called the fun theory, right? And the heart set that I want to talk about is making learning outrageously fun or using the fun theory. And so what happened in this case is in this subway, we find that people, human beings, choose to use the piano stairs much more than they choose to use the regular escalator because it's new, because it's novel, because it's interesting, because it's fun, right? And so this last big idea is how do you make learning and being in school outrageously fun and exciting for students and staff? Obviously, it's easier to use the escalator, but we want learning to be so fun that we don't mind if it's hard because we're having a good time doing it. If you're looking for more resources on fun, Paula Kluth and I have written a book called 30 Days to the Co-Taught Classroom, and we've got many sections on how to increase the fun and engagement in your classrooms. So if you haven't checked that out, go to the website 30 Days to the Co-Taught Classroom. I also expect that you've got many, many, many ideas about how to make learning more fun and enjoyable for students. So I want to wish you the very best school year possible, and it's my hope that your heart set is in the right place to create the most meaningfully inclusive schools in our country. So let me just review these heart set practices for one last time. The first is I am grateful for you. 
The second is, I see your strengths. The third is, I will clear a path for you. The fourth is, I will hold for you. And the fifth is, I will make learning outrageously fun for you. So if you remember from the last podcast, I was using a Winnie the Pooh theme. And I want to end with a quote from Winnie the Pooh that I love deeply. And it's just simply this. You are braver than you believe. You are stronger than you seem. And you are smarter than you think. By Winnie the Pooh. Please be brave, be strong, be smart, have a lovely school year, and I cannot wait to hear how the beginning of your school year goes. Thank you, and until next time.